We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Much to Will Bruin's chagrin. (laughs) And his wife and his dog. Did they really complain about it too, or is that just... Skyler bringing up his wife and his dog. <laughs> this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit RotoWire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Basso. Hello and welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. I'm joined tonight, it is Friday night, um, I'm joined by J.D. Bazo and Skylar Redpath. Tonight's podcast is sponsored by our friends over at Mac Weldon. Rotowire listeners can use uh, the promo code ROTOSOCCER, R-O-T-O, soccer, to get 20% off all of their orders. We're talking Major League Soccer tonight, we're kind of in the middle of 
two playoff rounds and I kind of wanted to jump right in to talk about the impact and just before we started taping um, JD you mentioned where you think Didier Drogba should go uh, would you like to share that with everybody <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how we got to the the subject we were talking about time zones I think and then um, four hours behind Eastern time if anything was was out there in the Pacific Ocean I think I I said the upper regions or western regions of Alaska, and then there's also this floating garbage patch in the Pacific Ocean with all the pollution that's hundreds of acres. And I said that's where Drogba should go. Which is I would not care. That would be fine. He can live <laughs> on it. He can probably fish um, as long as there's no turf. Yeah, he's good. Uh, <laughs> um, the but the impact have been great. How could it? What do you mean? Impact score a bunch of goals. It has to be Drogba, doesn't it? It's Mancosu, Matteo Mancosu, baby. Him and Piotti look good together. Um, their midfield was uh, it put NYCFC's midfield to shame in terms of how old they are. <laughs> but um, yeah, Montreal looked good. Uh, DC United also looked bad. So I take that for what it's worth, one way and the other way. I think it's two sides of the same coin mm-hmm. but um yeah i think the the big thing coming into this game is that montreal's midfield they're old and, and they're going to be tired against the worst possible team to play in that scenario the red bulls who bring a ton of pressure um they're relentless and they're going to want to get a road goal really bad because that's proven extremely important uh last postseason and postseasons prior yeah, it seems like of the four first-round games that that was really the only one that had the surprising result. And I, didn't, I don't even mean just the scoreline, which I think just added another layer of, of surprise. But did you? does it seem like it was more because DC played poorly or the impact were just so much better? I really think it's it's because the impact were better, but I feel like... DC United made a lot of mistakes, especially defensively, from what I saw. I I was studying for a professional exam, so I didn't catch the whole game. But I saw Rob Vincent just totally let, uh, I, yeah, Mancosu's goal, his first one. Rob Vincent just totally let him run right past him, and it yeah. it was pretty bad. Rob Vincent has been huge for them lately, and uh, he he really let them down there. Marcelo Sarvas might may not have. Uh, let Montreal run rampant like that if he were about a week further into his recovery from injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was on the bench, but yeah, clearly not fit enough to do much. Yeah, I don't know if he wasn't fit or they didn't want to disrupt the good thing they had going because DC United was arguably uh, one of the hottest maybe three teams in the league coming mm-hmm. into the playoffs. Yep, so uh, they, they definitely were a step down in at least star power and probably yes talent to a team like the Red Bulls or even NYCFC but just they were they were playing all around well as a team and i i thought they had a chance to at least make some noise in the second round if they could get past this game but mm-hmm. uh skyler sorry go right ahead i'm just going to add real quick on that um couple things one how how much of a genius does marco bielo look like now um and then two um it feels like dc united uh just kind of shut themselves in the foot 
<laughs> we had a feeling this was going to happen. Uh oh, some <laughs> technical difficulties, Skylar. We should uh, remind, or not remind, tell everyone that Skylar's driving again, driving through the uh, Tennessee Valley, which apparently is not very kind to cell service for us. <laughs> Maybe he should go to the floating garbage patch. They might have better cell service out there. <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, we talked about this privately uh, in our Twitter direct messages that, I mean, Marcelo Biello is just, it was a, a great move by him to get Drogba out of there and just trust Mancosu. If if your eyes see that he's the better player, he's gelling better with uh, attackers like Ignacio Piotti, then just get him out there. And mm-hmm. I thought they looked great. Piotti, when he has somebody that he can really play off of well, um He's really special. Yeah. Sometimes if, if it's just him all by himself, I feel like he can kind of fade out of the game. Um, if it's a Drogba or a Domodoro up top, I think he's tended to to go through stretches where he, he's not dominant. But when he has somebody else around him that, that's playing really well and effective and they can move and put some pressure on, and particularly counterattack... Um, yeah, that's where Piotti thrives, and he makes people look silly sometimes. Mm-hmm. Of the four first-round games, um, like before they were played, would you have given Montreal the best odds of an upset? Wow, yeah, I guess it was an upset. Um, like I definitely didn't. I got the the way they had been. I mean, I realized that they were they were better uh, once Drogba was like officially dropped, but. Uh, they I didn't have really been really s- bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Somehow I thought maybe RSL could uh, sneak one by the Galaxy, kind of ignoring how how awful the RSL have been uh, offensively of late. It, but I didn't – Montreal, I, I, there was no consideration in my mind that they were going to beat D.C., none. See, it, it's really weird because I kind of – now that I'm thinking about it, I view pretty much all those underdog teams kind of even in terms of the chances I thought they had. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, DC United was definitely the most underwhelming favorite, per se. So in that regard, I can see why someone would predict Montreal. Um, But on the flip side, I mean, Kansas City is a team that you expect to get the job done in the postseason. They put out a pretty strong lineup. And so in Seattle, I thought they had a a good shot. And Philadelphia is another team that um, they've been playing really poorly lately. But I felt like they had a chance against Toronto, and Toronto really, oh, really? just dominated that one. <laughs> I didn't think they had yeah. any chance, Philly. See, I mean, Philly, the the problem is I think their defense just has been letting them down lately, and that's in some part due to Josh Yarrow being out, which I don't think the ESPN broadcast mentioned until, like, the 92nd minute, <laughs> <laughs> which was strange. Um, but, yeah, I mean... If they could stop Toronto's offense, I could have seen Philadelphia getting a result, but it it obviously was an uphill battle. I just I I Had guess hard I'm to t- do with Giovinco in the lineup. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, what a stellar goal uh, on that Josie Altidore little. Yeah, I don't even know what you want to call it, but I didn't know Josie could get his leg that high. First of all, <laughs> and then, uh, just a great finish from Javinko first touch kind of knocked it out of the air so he almost that was, that was a fun game too. to watch yes classic bender that just missed it javinka could add a couple josie could add a couple too hmm. that's the story of josie's career though 
<laughs> hey, Jesse looks phenomenal lately. Yeah, he sure does. He I sure don't know does. if he got completely new hamstrings, like <laughs> in, hamstring implants or what. <laughs> Took half of Javinko. They probably had to stretch Javinko's out to fit in Josie's legs, but maybe he got something. some Mac Weldon's. I bet that's what it is. Mm, probably, probably. Uh, let's move on to Sunday's games because they. Uh, that's why that's why people are here for us. They start at three o'clock Eastern, despite um, what DraftKings is telling me that says Sunday at eleven a.m. That was our time zone conversation starter. That um, my computer showing me that Red Bulls impact is eleven, but it's actually three p.m. Uh, Eastern. Uh, we have um, yeah th- this month this impact side that we were just talking about playing home against the Red Bulls who have obviously had finished with the best record in the Eastern Conference this year. Uh, do you guys believe that Montreal can win this one? I mean, it's obviously the first of two legs, but uh, a win in the opener is, is pretty big. Yeah, I mean, they can, but I really, I really just think the Red Bulls are my favorite to win MLS Cup right now. Um, I think they're going to come out and take advantage of the tired legs that Montreal has. I'm not sure Montreal is going to be able to throw out the same lineup that they did simply because Patrice Bernier, um, Marco Donadell, and who am I missing? The the third midfielder that was in there on Bernadello. Bernadello, yeah. Yeah, Bernadello. So, I mean, their combined age is well over 100 years, I think. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure that's maybe a joke, not, actually. <laughs> maybe no, not no, well. It's, it's a... Bernadelle is only 30, so. All right. Well, it's Oh, Bernier's it's very 37, close. though. 30, 37, and uh, where was Donadell? 33? I think that's an even 100, isn't it? That's 100. Yeah. Okay. So I stand corrected, but still, I mean, come <laughs> on. That's ridiculous. Uh, and if you're throwing that out there against the Red Bulls, which are the team that pressures harder than any other team in the league, good luck. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm looking at the DraftKings uh, slate, and we talked about a little bit on the Premier League podcast yesterday that uh, all of the uh, soccer salaries seem to be uh, decreasing, meaning player salaries are decreasing so you can get more stars in. That does not seem to be the case at all with MLS, as uh, (laughs) Javinko's at 14-3, V is at 12-5, and BWP is at 12-3. I think in last weekend's La Liga slate that included Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid, and Barcelona, that none of those guys, meaning Ronaldo and Messi, Suarez, Neymar, none of them even hit 10,000. So I doubt Sweet. I doubt they think that DraftKings thinks Javinko is $4,000 better than Cristiano Ronaldo, <laughs> but maybe they do. I don't know. Fortunately, uh, Mark Bloom is on this slate. <laughs> you might need three Mark Blooms, unfortunately, to get all these guys in, but... Um, BWP is at 12-3, um, and I feel uh, like man. if you like the Red Bulls, you have to like at least BWP in that regard. Kledgeton is a downright um, affordable 10-5. Um, how do you do, do? You guys think that either of those guys are worth it at Montreal this week? Yeah, I I wouldn't treat Red Bulls on the road any differently than I would at home right now. Okay. Because, I mean, this is the playoffs. They've been waiting for this. They've been preparing longer than Montreal has. They're fresher. And like I said, the the road goal is extremely important, and they know it. Um, I'm sure if I know it, they know it. <laughs> and 
it's it's really killed some of the teams that have the upper hand in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's actually turned out, I think, more of the teams that start at home, yes. which are the lower seeds, have been winning. Yeah. Um, to the point where there's been like discussions among people thinking, hey, maybe we should change it so it's the opposite. Right. And, I mean, personally, I think you should give the higher seed their choice. I always like that up. Op- that option although i assume from a scheduling standpoint it Logistics. gets a little tough but, yeah, yeah no totally agree but uh yeah i'm i'm really confident in the red bulls and maybe they go for a tie or get a tie maybe they lose by a goal but i would be shocked if montreal wins a two-leg series against new york yeah yeah i wouldn't hesitate to play red bulls players even though it's on the road um my whole problem is is just going back to what you were referencing there with the pricing andrew it just juvinko is going to be in my lineup and that pretty much just immediately rules out a guy like question or bwp so um if you want to play them then yeah I, I don't think it's you know i think that they'll be fine i just i feel like you can't squeeze them in if uh if you're going juvinko on this on this slate it's going to be so gross how much juvinko is owned <laughs> on Sunday. I mean, there's so many good players that are expensive on this slate. You kind of have to pick one, but I do have a feeling that it's going to be massively in Javinko's favor. Well, I don't think there are that many that many expensive players not available, meaning not on the slate. Like all of these are where all the expensive <laughs> players are. Like you're missing That's so true. I mean, you're missing Kaká least... and you got uh, Drogba in there, don't you? Valeri, Mauro <laughs> Diaz is not going to be playing. Right. Mauro's at least on the slate if you wanted to waste a bunch of money that <laughs> way. But, yeah, it's like it's Kaká, Valeri, and then Will Bruin. And then you got nobody else that you'd really. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, yeah, like David Akam's not in here, but he's a guy a lot of us weren't kind of considering at the end anyway. Yeah, both Kamaras. Uh, Kai, Kai, yes, both Kamara's Lee win. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Bummer. Bummer. We can't have Lee win. <laughs> yeah. Vancouver didn't really have anyone huge. No, yeah. So, I... so exactly. Like... Most of the high price players are on this slate. And I, I do think that in tournaments, uh, Javinko is just going to be extremely highly owned. So fortunately there are some, some mid tier options that are, are going to be pretty good. And, in the Red Bulls games, in particular, we have Mike Grella at fifty two hundred, yep. and uh, I think Matteo Mancosu might be a trap this week. I'm, he's at home. He just had a two goal game. Was it two goals and assists? Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. He's only six thousand, but I don't know. I think the Red Bulls could shut him out. And if you want to save money on Javinko by going to Josie, you still have to pay ten thousand. Which is nuts. Ten thousand for Josie. For Josie Altador, yeah. He's more than Robbie Keane now. Do you ever think that would happen? No. I also never thought Landon Donovan would be starting a, a playoff game <laughs> with Giovanni Dos three Santos. months ago. But yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> um, gosh, that's a lot of money. Uh, all right, let's move to the other game. Speaking of Landon Donovan, because that's the next one, five o'clock Eastern. Galaxy hosting the Rapids. Um, we may see Robbie Keane start. Uh, Alan Gordon started the first one. 
um, against RSL and scored. So um, do you think he keeps his spot? I mean, there's no way they start both of them together. So I would I would 100% start Alan Gordon again. Okay. Yeah, I could see Donovan shifting to the bench, but I don't know how that would affect the lineup um, if King comes back. But I don't know. I just It goes back to if you've got a healthy Robbie Keane at your disposal, are you really going to bring him in off the bench? Mm-hmm. But if he um, wasn't healthy enough to start four days before this game, why would he... I don't know. I just feel like that's not going to make that much of a difference. I think you bring him on in the second half again, depending on how the game's going, and it worked out for you last time, and this is a two-leg series, so see where you're at after the first game, and mm-hmm. if you need Keane to start the second leg, go ahead. But I, I can't see them starting both of them. That would just completely disrupt the formation they've been playing. And, I mean, the group last week, they meant or last night, they mentioned it um, – They've been training like three weeks with that set of players getting ready for this, and uh, hmm. it, it really paid off. I think Emma Boateng was a monster last night. He was so good. He was just making the fullbacks look like grandpas. I mean, they had no answer for him. He was just running right by them, making them look foolish, and uh, getting a little physical too, just getting his body in there, drawing some fouls, and he was the X factor for sure. And then when you have his speed and everyone else trying to stop the kind of the crosses into Alan Gordon, and then you have Gio Dos Santos running on, I mean, that's dangerous. That's a, a great-looking team right now. Sebastian Legette looked really good. Um, I'm kind of excited to see if LA can really make a run here for, like, one final hurrah with this group of people. So do you not like yeah, the Rapids much? Yeah, I think they much? can. <laughs> the, I think the Rapids, Colorado, are... Yeah, the Rapids-Galaxy game is maybe my most... Yeah, it's definitely my most anticipated game this week. I, I think the for Rapids... For fantasy? Well no, not for fantasy, just for real soccer. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's a tough one for me, just kind of like playing uh, playing against the Denver Broncos in NFL. You just you kind of stay away from uh, attack or offenses that are playing against... A tough, stout defense like that, that feels kind of have that feeling about this game with the Galaxy. So I don't know where where I would go from here. Emma Boateng is 6,500. He's definitely someone oh. I would consider. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe legit if you're really, like, throwing a dart just because he he could easily get like two points but i thought he's looked really good he might be playing a little more defensively lately but right yeah and robbie rogers and yellow van dam were extremely active last night they were getting upfield i mean yellow van dam's playing at center back but he was getting onto the left flank with regularity crossing balls in um, kind of just probing, looking to to somehow break down RSL, which wasn't that hard to do. And um, so they probably won't be able to do that as much against Colorado, but it's worth noting that they seem to have pretty free reign in getting forward. Same with Ashley Cole, and he's the cheapest of the bunch. So I, I definitely am going to think about bringing them in if I have the salary cap space. I doubt I will, but... So you guys don't like anybody on the 
Rapids? Like, it seems like you're not going to pay up for Gashi with all these other guys that you can pay up for. It's going to be tough. I know Skyler's going to say Baji or maybe Kevin Doyle. <laughs> but um, Doyle I just... had eight shots last game. It's crazy. <laughs> That's fine. I just I still don't think Kevin Doyle is that great at soccer. and I think it's largely like opponent based with him there's certain defenses i'm just not going to trust him to break down and los angeles is one of those right that's kind of my mindset too just the teams kind of offset each other for me i could see it being a, a defensive battle um or i could see la going off and and getting off to a good start in it so i'm just i'm probably staying away it's really, I mean, just the kind of the mind games and how both teams approach this are interesting because Colorado knows they get a road goal when they're set, most likely. Yep. Uh, Los Angeles probably feel like they need to build a nice cushion going into Colorado at home where they've been extremely good this year, and Los Angeles has not been good on the road for multiple years. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's going to be tough. Colorado's a team you don't want to you definitely don't want to get down a goal against in this first leg because they're not uh they're very stingy defensively. So good luck coming back in the second leg. Los Angeles definitely have to be on their front foot here and and score at least one and probably more. Does a $4600 Jermaine Jones interest anyone? Man, I guess he's probably going to start, huh? He might. I mean, it's he came off the bench game. in the last one, yeah. Yeah, he only did play, I 20, think, like 20 minutes, minutes or so. Yeah. Okay. Um, man, I probably wouldn't play him if he started. It's got to like, I, mean, I, look, I like him, but I'd probably be looking more towards uh, Alan Gordon in that price range if it's going to be like a flex play. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are probably going to have to play somebody in that price range. Um, it feels like that's the way these two midweek slates have been that you're going to have to find uh, some value in the midfield. So if he starts, then I'll consider him, but I don't love the play. Um, you could pay $300 more for Tommy McNamara. <laughs> you yeah. could pay 300 less for Marlon Hairston on the, the same team as Jones. Mm. And I think yeah. Hairston's he's been pivotal to almost everything good they do on offense outside of Schkels and Gashi. I mean, Hairston's involved in probably half their goals over the last – two months or so whether it's just the build-up play or whatever yeah he's had a good a strong season but i think uh i think baji and doyle are taking his starting spot now did he not start last oh i guess he no, didn't he start last start, yeah he hasn't started in a while it was houston um, they could have thrown out whatever they wanted that's that's also true yeah and i think uh just going back to the price range there. Toronto FC actually has some really good value in their midfield. Um, Osorio scored last game. It's two in a row, uh, I think, isn't it? Yeah, two in a row. I think so, yeah. I think I'm the only fan. Yeah, I'm the only fantasy writer to ever write up Jonathan Osorio, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) (laughs) I like that guy, but I mean, he's definitely not consistently an offensive factor. Yeah. yeah, he kind of just found the ball at the doorstep to pounce on, and he did what he needed to do. I mean, fantasy points are fantasy points. but Definitely. It's it's just tough in Toronto because every player outside of Josie and Jovinko, they're 
their first five thoughts are defense, and then the next thought is, okay, maybe offense if the opportunity arises. I like, don't know, man. Cooper's, Cooper seems like he's kind of just got that hunger for goal. Yeah, no, I totally agree with Cooper. He's different because he's kind of kind of newer and just a special player. But, um, I mean, the these bit Toronto guys that we talk about every week, they uh, – <laughs> I mean, you yeah. have to play defense because Javinko's going to carry the rest for you. That's all. Don't give up a goal and let the uh, the professionals do their job. Nice. Uh, all right, let's go to the next game, which is, um, speaking of Javinko, yeah, Toronto hosting New York City FC. Um, this one feels like it's not going to be a defensive battle like Colorado might try to put on on LA. Uh, Javinko is obviously the top player on any slate he's on. Uh, do you think that New York City can score in Toronto? And if so, is it anybody other than David Villa? I think they can score in Toronto. That's going to be their primary goal is, I mean, if they lose two to one in Toronto, they're going to be elated. Yeah. Cause you get the road goal, you come home, all you need to do is win one, nothing or, I mean, if you win by more, whatever. But um, the other weird thing is New York City FC are better on the road. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, their game is more suited to a regulation field. (laughs) Weird (laughs) Um, how that happens. They're actually not built well for their home field, which is hilarious. But, um, yeah, David Villa really could put them on his back this game, and I would not bet against him. I think Toronto are going to – they're going to do just fine, but – if I wanted to pivot away from Javinko, uh, David Villa would probably be. Uh, it's tough because BWP is a better play, but in a tournament, David Villa might be my kind of my gut play that I think too few people are going to be using him. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. And both those guys are also what plus twelve thousand. Yeah. Twelve thousand plus. Yeah, 12,500 for Via, 12,300 uh. for BWP. <laughs> the thing is, if you can get Grella for 52, maybe you can uh, not get, I mean, maybe you don't need BWP. It's, I mean, man, Grella is so much cheaper. It's like $7,000. Yeah. Yeah, he's really cheap. Yeah, I think, I mean, I love Via. Uh, just in general, I mean, I've, He's been on several of my fantasy rosters, but again, it's going to be Juvenko from this game, and maybe uh, maybe a cheap guy from New York City FC. But that's the thing, Andrew. You asked if anybody besides Via can score, and I just they can, but it's it's just throwing darts, guessing who it's going to be. I think last game uh, Mendoza got a goal. Yeah, and Shelton. Um, but then this, yeah, and Shelton. Shelton came on, I think, uh, as a sub yep. and scored. So, you know who looked really know, good was Frank of, Lampard. Yeah, Lampard came on with he looked two awesome. assists. Uh, of course, one of the assists I think just hit it off his leg and. <laughs> fell in, <laughs> fell into, I honestly uh, can't even tell if that's a joke or not because I don't <laughs> recall paying any attention that game. But that's just hilarious because that's such yeah, a. Yeah, no, Lampard it was. Uh, yeah, it was actually because uh, David Villa was my captain for MLS fantasy, and he. Uh, or wait, or yeah, some yeah, yeah. It was that game. All of was our it captain. Game or the, it was the right. guy. Yeah, so, somebody tackled the ball out of Via's hand, Via's foot, 
and we thought it was a pass and then it basically flicked off of uh, Frank Lampard's shoelace right and went right to uh yeah i re- i remember i was trying to study and you and skyler Mendoza. were going on a, ramp- <laughs> a rampage a rampage about what a uh, what the sec if he was going to get a secondary assist yeah. or not <laughs> he did not and i was true, ready to uh, true lampard fashion he got the last touch yeah <laughs> i uh, almost uninstalled twitter ugh, that was just awful anyway um i think hey the... david via has been i know skylar has credited david via but he has six goals in four games also two assists in that stretch so eight goals plus assists in four games and he hasn't had less than five shots in any of those. Mm-hmm. So that makes yeah. for a a high 20-point average in uh, DraftKings over that stretch. Yeah, he's been on a tear. I think, I mean, he's a goal scorer in general. I think some of that might have to do with the golden boot race there towards the end. Maybe he uh, was taking a few more shots than he normally would, but still, I mean... If he's motivated by the golden boot, he's going to be even more motivated by a playoff match. I hope so. It's true. Um, Eric Johansson. Consummate professional, one of the best designated players the league has ever had. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, Eric Johansson, who got his first start, I think, of his career in their last game, in the last game of the regular season, is only 3,100, which is the cheapest starting or potential starting keeper. Saunders is only 3,300, although Tim Howard at 34 seems insane to me, given how good they are defensively. But I bet those guys are going to be pretty heavily owned. They have like a a programming thing in their pricing software, DraftKings, where (laughs) Tim Howard on the road can never be more than (laughs) $3,400. Seems that way. So I guess is Saunders really not going to start? Uh, I see MLS has predicted lineups here, and Eric Johansson is in. Yeah, I mean he he looked good in the last game. The goal he let up was I don't think was any wasn't his fault. And Saunders really Saund- hasn't been good this year. That's absurd, though. That you on the last, the last game of the season, <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't notice, but they didn't notice for the first thirty-five that Saunders <laughs> wasn't that good. <laughs> I, I guess not. Man, that's weird. But uh, I'm still not going to play him. Johansson? Yeah, I'm not going to play him. Oh, okay. Yeah, on the road, if it's if it's between him and Tim Howard, definitely paying the extra 300 bucks. Yeah. Then again, if you give up a couple goals but make a ton of saves, it's <clears throat> it's worth it for the low price. But he had I six don't know, saves I'd... against Columbus. Right, so if Columbus can get six shots on goal, imagine how many Josie and Jovinko are going to get. Right, right. But that could be devastating. It too. could be devastating. <laughs> yeah, that was my. Uh, that was. I think I went with that uh, strategy Tuesday night. You know, with Andre Blake. First round of the playoff games were. Yeah, I went with Andre Blake with Jovinko in my lineup, and that did not work out well. Mm. For, Where... Fortunately, I had another lineup with Clint Irwin in it, and. Uh, Emu Boateng and happened to take down a GPP, so it it all worked out. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, um. All right. Anything else from this game, Skyler? When you say a GPP, do you mean the only GPP <laughs> on DraftKings? <laughs> they have a few up there, but 
But yes, he won it. <laughs> That's DraftKings was censoring him there. Thousand so. dollar total prize. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's go to the cool. last game. We've got Seattle hosting FC Dallas. Dallas without Mauro Diaz. I, is this basically their first real game without him? I mean, I know they've had they had the a Concacaf game. Is that CCL. Right? Yeah, they. I think they did play a CCL game without him, but then they the last match of the season they also played without him like correct in that they yeah, did but like i don't think the supporter shield there yeah. yeah was it at like a full lineup that they put out yeah i think so oh, okay outside yeah, of they... diaz right right outside of diaz but yeah i mean they were they were playing for a trophy there so yeah it was that was the team that we'll probably see on sunday okay um who jumps out at you from this dallas team like I, I feel like everybody becomes a very questionable play because Mauro Diaz isn't there. Uh, Tesho might be a, a good cheap play. I need to check his price here, but uh, forty nine hundred. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a cheap forward, that's not a bad call at all. Um, Actually, Mauro Rosales is a cheap punt if he starts, which I think he will. Mm-hmm. But wow, I really uh, don't think he's going to start. They're on the road in Seattle, and I think Seattle's just going to run all over Mario Rosales. So it's a revenge game. <laughs> That's a re- <laughs> like five times removed, right? Hasn't he played multiple places since then? <laughs> I think so. Vancouver, Chivas. Oh yeah, Chivas. Forgot about those guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, their their last head coach has just got the Houston job. Much to Will Bruin's chagrin. <laughs> and his wife and his dog. Did they really complain about it too, or is that just Skyler bringing up his wife and his dog? <laughs> uh, I think that was just me. Just making, uh, making light of it. <laughs> to explain the inside joke, uh, Will Bruin tweeted, and he was angry that Houston Dynamo decided not to bring Wade Barrett on full-time as their head coach. And they hired Wilmer Cabrera. Am I correct? The they he was the coach of Rio Grande Valley, their USL team, mm-hmm. and he was formerly the coach of Chivas USA. Something like that. I might be paraphrasing some situations, but I think I got it. Uh, and Will yeah. Bruin tweeted in complaint. Right. He was shocked or something Wade, like that. Even, even though Wade Barrett didn't even play I was him, just about like to say that. He didn't play him at all either. Like, what? <laughs> if anything, you should be thrilled about it. Oh, <laughs> Maybe wow. Will Bruin knows he's not what's best for the Dynamo, just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Maybe he should have just coached. Anyway, um, <laughs> are there – so there are really no guys to pay up for for Dallas, which is kind of interesting that you have, like, the supporter shield – and you don't have to pay ten thousand for anybody. Obviously, that's gonna, because Mauro Diaz is out. But yeah, they're going to grind these games out, and it's going to be beautiful. Kellen Acosta is probably on corners, um, mm-hmm. so that's somewhere I would look right away. Barrios is going to be their most dangerous threat from the wing, and Tesho's a guy that could be starting full time for almost any other team. So um, he's definitely a low floor type of player, just because he doesn't get all the peripherals, but. He also has a, a decently high ceiling. He can score. He has a, a good pedigree. He was a high draft pick, rookie of the year, 
um, two seasons ago. So I I think Dallas are going to be just fine. Obviously, you can't replace Amaro Diaz, but maybe some more time for Ryan Hollingshead, who at least I'm a big fan of. I think you guys like Hollingshead as well. And mm-hmm. they still have a, an airtight defense, and maybe even more so now that they can fill one of those midfield spots with a uh, someone that plays a little more defense than Diaz did. So do you think Seattle can score? Will score? I'll put it that way. It's going to be really close. I think this is maybe my bet for like the lowest scoring game of the yeah the slate. Because I think Dallas will yeah, be Seattle's thrilled. A... Go ahead. I was just going to throw in that Seattle's attack did not look great last night. So No. No, Ladero didn't even look that good last night. Yeah. Right. And I mean, if... If Kansas City can shut Seattle down in Seattle, then Dallas on more rest certainly can shut Seattle down in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I, I do think Seattle, they're a decent bet to get a goal, perhaps. Um, I don't want to say for sure they're going to get shut out at home, but um, I just see Dallas being thrilled with a, a 0-0 draw here and going home and taking care of business. Right. Um. Is it worth looking for values from either of these teams? Other than, I guess, Bar- I mean, Barrios isn't even that cheap. I guess Tesho is. But are you looking at, like, Alvaro Fernandez or take a punt on Ozzy Alonso that he might score one of his random goals? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to start Ozzy Alonso. <laughs> Can we talk about Ozzy Alonso, uh, his slide tackle on Benny Failhaber sure. last night? Go nuts. Phil uh, Haber literally went ballistic and maybe should be checked into an in- insane asylum for him. <laughs> Even after the game, he uh, he was just in uh, Ishmael Elfath's face, the referee, and it was crazy. I I don't even think Ozzy Alonso fouled him, but um, everyone was really up in arms. They wanted Ozzy Alonso sent off, and. What a what a spectacle! If you didn't see it, try and watch some highlights or whatever. I thought it was it was a beautiful defensive play by Ozzy Alonso, just over the kind of the top that most players uh, wouldn't even think of attempting it because it was too risky. But uh, that's Ozzy Alonso. That's how he makes his living, and he's extremely good at it. And he definitely got Phil Hobber riled up. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's why Falber got fired up because if he could have been upset because he could have actually hurt him. <laughs> that's why Phil Haber was mad. And then Phil Haber almost had a beautiful goal uh, when he was kind of angry about it. So good for him. But Phil Haber, that may have been his last game in Kansas City. And uh, they'll miss him, but they won't miss this side of him. Is he free or however you want to call it? it? It was his last year, and I think they both sides kind of mutually are not sure what they want to do moving forward. Huh. I don't know if Failhaber is thinking about going to another league. I know, I think there was some kind of, I think the Israeli league had an offer in for Failhaber, and it was turned down uh, this summer. But I don't know. I think Failhaber probably sees that the club is a little bit behind a lot of other ones in the league, and 
I don't know. Maybe since he he now can't make the U.S. national team because Klinsman hates him. And <laughs> on that note, Klinsman was probably just really enjoying the heck out of the game last night. But um, when Fail Haber was going nuts, but maybe he wants to to go overseas and just look for a new adventure. I don't know. Benny Fellhaber's a good player, though. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, pretty he had a underrated. Little, he had a uh, pretty you guys recall that say that one more time his uh his run into the box that almost ended ended up with a goal was really yeah nice. yeah he, after he got like three or four guys after he got mad yeah i was talking about that but it was pretty sweet um and paulo nagamora had a i mean i guess we don't care because they're not in it anymore but he had like two long range shots that i thought looked pretty good and stefan fry was a beast maybe that's a a good fantasy play in this game because Stefan Fry is one of the best keepers in the league right now. He's playing really well, and Dallas are certainly going to get some uh, pressure on goal. So Fry could yeah, come Fry up huge again. 25 fantasy points. Yeah, he had seven saves, a win, and a clean sheet. <laughs> and he drew a foul. <laughs> yeah, if you had him in your lineup, you won money last night. Yeah, that'll work all right. I mean, and you could have got lucky because you only had four choices since DraftKings did a two-game slate instead of the combo uh, four-game Wednesday-Thursday slate. But Got to get that rake. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose so. Um, so did you guys already say what you thought was the uh, going to be the highest-scoring game of the weekend? TFC, NYC. Yeah, okay. I was, but I think Red Bulls Montreal was a sneaky candidate too. It's definitely the two Eastern Conference games, right? Because uh, Montreal, I mean, they're gonna sit back and they're gonna counterattack. And we were talking about how that's like Piotti's biggest strength is working with with someone else that's capable on the counterattack. And um, the Red Bulls' defense is is their biggest weakness. Um, Maybe their only weakness. So there's there definitely could be I can see three or four goals in that game for both sides combined and same for Toronto NYC. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um Well that's the weekend. There was a question I meant to ask earlier, J D, and I forgot that I thankfully I remembered now. Were you sporting the Mac Weldons when you took this test today? <laughs> I actually was not. I wish I that maybe I definitely would pass. Uh, I don't find out for a couple months, but maybe I would feel even better than I do if I were sporting the Mac ones. But it, laundry, you know, situation. I only <laughs> have two pairs, but um, maybe you need to figure out I'm, a way to wear them the day you find out what you got. Oh, that's a good idea. Perhaps I just need to invest in more so I never have to be in any other pair of underwear. It's a good idea. You can use the uh, promo code Roto Soccer, yeah, to get twenty percent off those orders of uh, additional good luck underwear. That works for hosts too, not listeners only. Oh, that works for everybody. But don't you say listeners only? Well, I <laughs> I take it as you listening to Skylar and I right now, so uh, okay. I'll, I'll include you in that. I never listen to Skylar, <laughs> especially when I'm going through the Tennessee Valley, cutting in and out. <laughs> that kind of thing. I don't. I don't blame you. I can't believe they don't have 
full beam Wi-Fi through here. What's going on? <laughs> Did you make it to Nashville yet? Oh yeah, I'm through Nashville. Oh, all right. Well, that's the problem then. The beam, the beam only goes so far. <laughs> Perfectly timed. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's through the Tennessee Valley or whatever, no. but. All right, well, guys, thank you for uh, spending a Friday night doing this uh, ahead of these Sunday matches. Thank you to Mac Weldon for sponsoring the podcast yet again. And everyone, good luck with your lineups this weekend. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> Tyler says good luck, too. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. They're going to kill the love of my life Daisy! if I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.